Like many small Hawke's Bay settlements decimated by Cyclone Gabrielle, Pakofai remains a shell of its former self, and locals fear it may never be the same again. On February the 14th, the Tutaikuri and Narurora rivers, which surround the township, burst their banks and flooded the fertile farming plain. Jimmy Allingham and cameraman Angus Drever visited the area for their second report in a series six months on from the cyclone. Chester Hope Kennel's owner Diane O'Neill says business is starting to return back to normal. But while they're able to house cats and dogs whose owners are at work or out of town, she and her husband Kerry's home remains uninhabitable. Before moving in with a daughter, they'd been staying in Havelock North, and Mrs O'Neill says not being able to walk home across the yard after work every day has been a wrench. When we were living in Havelock at a friend's house, I would hop in my car every night and leave the place and cry. Just come my car and cry all the way to Havelock because... For me, it's just, I've lost my home, I've lost a place for my family and my grandchildren, and I feel like I've lost six months of my life because of it all, so far. On the day of the cyclone, she and son-in-law Trent Bray battled chest-high water to carry 60 dogs and several cats to safety. The pair had to smash their way into the school next door, which is on slightly higher ground. All the animals survived. This is Mrs O'Neill speaking with me back in February. They were on these tables in cages, all around the building, and we had um, we actually had some girls that were on heat, so they were all in here, away from the males that were in here. So, yeah, we've had them spread out up high. The O'Neills can rebuild their house, but they say that with so many homes classified as Category Three, not suitable to be rebuilt, Pakafai won't be the same as it was. Seventy houses. I mean, Pakafai is going to be a ghost town, and we are the lucky ones. You know, I feel so sorry for people I know in the community that that can't come back. Yeah. And rebuilding their waterlogged house is a daunting task. They're going to take all the walls off. Um, a lot of the roofs and, and the bathroom are getting replaced. There's holes in all the floor, in the floors. Um, they're going to just lift all the floors. As you can see, they've all bevelled, they're stuffed. Um, yeah, they basically have to strip it right back. It needs to be re-cleaned and then they're going to have to go under the house, remove all the salt. And it has to be like below 300 mils, I think. And yeah, then they can start re-cleaning and flooring everything from scratch. Life's been tough. Mrs O'Neill's parents were also forced out of their flood-damaged home and another of Mrs O'Neill's daughters and her family are now in a sleep out at the kennel, having lost their home too. Her partner was just staying here in the camper at night because we had to have someone on site because of looting, because of the dogs on the property, so um, just for security. So they've been apart for like probably a good four months of since the flooding. Mrs O'Neill says the past few months have taken a toll, particularly when it rains and water pours into the property. Then there are the battles with insurance companies. Overall, it's like mentally taxing because you spend your whole time getting quotes, getting claims, and then they come in like 250000 under what it should be and you've got to get them back up to what it should be. And it's just, it's really, really hard. I met Gary Spence at his property on nearby Brookfields Road in April. He and wife Liz evacuated from their section before the flood water completely submerged their single-storey house. It's still standing, but smells of mould inside with weeds growing from the walls and the scratch marks of rats visible in the windows. The couple are keen to return to their land, but for now, they can't. It's a bit of a difficult one. Um, we're not allowed to live here after I was born here 77 years ago next week. And, um, yeah, it's a bit bit tough, but, um, yeah, um, but 
really we um, are pretty lucky because we've had a full payout from the insurance company and we've actually bought a house over in Taradale. Mr Spence hopes flood mitigation works will one day mean the land is deemed safe to live on again. We're, we're, um, we're doing OK and, uh, and my wife in particular is really looking forward to the move into what she can call her own home. For now, the Spence family land, formerly home to beautifully curated gardens, is being leased for cropping. Life throws a few curved balls at you now and again and you've just got to go with it. And uh, we were looking at downsizing perhaps and uh, it's been forced upon us. <laughs> well and truly, we, we've, uh, yeah, my wife's had a, had a um, lovely shopping time buying fridges and stoves and, and uh, whatever that's needed. Um, she's done a fabulous job. Like just about every cyclone victim you speak to, Mr Spence insists he's one of the lucky ones. We've been very, very lucky. Uh, you know, we got out uh, before the floods came, we were warned and got out, uh, so we didn't go under the, any stress of having to climb on roofs or anything like that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, we, we, we're very fortunate. Very fortunate to, compared to some. Fortunate perhaps, but like the O'Neills, Mr Spence and his wife have endured a long winter of waiting.